Hey there, this is episode 6 of the Balance 5 podcast. Begin saving for retirement, financial security step 2B. Welcome to the Balance 5 podcast, where we talk about balancing intentional debt payoff, saving money, and actually living your life. I'm your host, Raylia, small business owner, wife, girl mom, nonprofit co-founder, and money nerd. This is an audio version of the Balanced 5 blog, because I know how hard it is to find time to sit down and read literally anything. Instead, you can get quick bits of money knowledge on the go. I want to help you learn to control your money instead of letting your money control you. Let's get started. Today, we're talking about saving for retirement and why it's important to start early because compound interest is basically money magic. One of the most important things you can do now, today, is to start saving for retirement if you're not already. Ideally, you'd save a lot early on in your career so your investments have time to grow before you retire. I realize that not everyone can put away half their paycheck, but it is still important to begin saving right away, no matter what your age is. And I apologize if you can hear my cat in the background. We just got him a catnip plant, and I am currently locked in the office with that catnip, and he would like access to his drugs. So hopefully he'll go away soon and you don't have to listen to him much more. Back to retirement. (laughs) Even if you're already saving for retirement, you need to consider how much and how you are saving. Save early. So I used a calculator on bankrate.com to run these scenarios. If you start saving for retirement at age 25 with a salary of $40,000 increasing at 2% per year, you can contribute just 10% of your salary beginning at age 25, retire at age 65, and assuming you have an annual return of 7% with no employer match, your retirement account balance will be $1,059,639 by age 65. Let that sink in. A salary of $40,000 contributing only 10% and the recommended contribution is 15%, just so you know, that will give you over a million dollars in retirement if you start at age 25. So if you start saving for retirement at age 45, and there was the cat running in the background, apparently he's just mad at me. (laughs) Sorry. So if you start saving for retirement at age 45, the same $40,000 salary, increasing at 2% per year, everything is the same, contributing 10% of that salary, but waiting that extra 20 years, you're going to have $197,855 when you retire at age 65. That's a difference of over $800,000 because you waited until you were 45 to start saving for retirement. If you wanted to get close to that million dollar mark for savings in your retirement account, you would have to contribute 
over 50% of your salary starting at age 45. So if you start with that $40,000 salary, contribute 50% of it each year starting at age 45, same annual rate of return, no employer match, your retirement account balance will be $909,381. So you won't quite hit a million dollars like you would if you started at 25. And you have to put a lot more money into it, like out of your own pocket. So those numbers are actually pretty shocking. Uh, I think having those concrete numbers in front of you really makes the, the argument for why saving for retirement early is so important. Thanks to compounding interest, saving just 10% of your salary from ages 25 to 65 makes you a millionaire. Saving 50% of your salary from ages 45 to 65 makes you almost a millionaire. And honestly, who can save half of their salary? Especially at age 45 when you've probably got, you know, kids, a mortgage, maybe you're paying for college, you might have a car payment. You've got more expenses at age 45 than most people do at age 25. Of course there are exceptions, but 45 is usually more expensive than 25. So how do the financial security steps address retirement? Uh, going back to, you know, the quote-unquote guru, Dave Ramsey recommends putting retirement contributions on hold until you have saved a mini emergency fund, paid off all your debt, and saved three to six months of expenses for a full emergency fund. Depending on your debt load and your income, that could take years as multiple years i think it's foolish honestly to throw away those years of compounding interest and hopefully employer contributions for my family i ran the numbers stopping retirement contributions during debt payoff would get us out of debt about six weeks faster that's it six measly weeks we chose instead to keep contributing over 10%, even through the debt payoff process. We're planning on supporting our oldest daughter, the one with multiple disabilities, throughout adulthood, so the extra funds are really necessary. We want to have the biggest retirement savings that we can because it's going to have to support three of us. If you're still in debt, my retirement savings recommendation has two options. Number one, if your employer matches a portion of your contribution, invest at least that much. This allows you to receive the employer match, which is free money. For example, my husband has a regular corporate job, so his employer matches 3% of his income contributions. That means he has to contribute 3% and then they will match that. If he contributes more than 3%, they stop their match at the 3%. But that's free money because he invested in his retirement account. So I honestly think it's kind of dumb not to at least invest that much and get that free money if your employer 
has a match. So the second option is when your employer doesn't have a match, I want you to invest at least 3% of your income. It's a small enough portion that it won't really set your debt payoff back by much time-wise, but it does add up in your investment account, especially if you're on the younger side. So we're, my husband and I, we're in our 30s now, early 30s to clarify, but he has been investing in his retirement account since he started his job almost 15 years ago, (laughs) which makes us sound really old. Uh, And right now our plan is for that account to support him, to support me, and to support our oldest daughter. Uh, So that's why it's so important for us to contribute so much. And that also helps you see why it's so important to start contributing early. Like his retirement account balance is honestly a lot higher than it really needs to be. If you look at just his age, um, like obviously we have a special circumstance with our daughter taken into consideration, but he has contributed for so long already that he is like at least 10 years, maybe 15 years ahead of schedule just by starting early. And by ahead of schedule, I mean compared to what you quote unquote should have according to like uh, common retirement calculators. Like, um, usually they say by age 30, you should have one time your annual salary by age 35. It should be two times by age 40. I think it should be three times your annual salary. So there are like benchmarks you can aim for, but the real important part is just starting early. I don't want you to freak out though if you're over 25 and you haven't started saving for retirement yet. Saving now is so much better than saving later, no matter how old you are right now. So once you are out of debt and you have saved six months expenses in a full emergency fund, that's when you start working up to contributing 15 to 20% of your income, which is... The, like the basic recommendation and that amount varies depending on how old you are when you started saving how much you already have saved and the anticipated lifestyle you expect to have during retirement whether it's going to be cheap or expensive but those are like basic guidelines you want to save at least 15 percent of your income for retirement so you should start saving now, no matter where you are in your financial journey, at least 3%, a little more if you have, you know, the benefit of an employer match. And then once you're out of debt and have your emergency fund, start slowly increasing how much you save. I mean, you can do it fast if you want to, but increasing your retirement savings by 1% to 2% per year is going to be almost unnoticeable in your daily or monthly budget. You're not going to realize how much less money you have because it's such a tiny portion of your take-home pay anyway. This episode is brought to you by your Streamlined Debt Plan from Balanced Buy, the guide you need to prioritize your debts, make a plan, 
and get started. And this free offer helps you create a personalized debt payoff plan if you are stressed about your debt, ready to pay off your debt, unsure of where to start, or uncertain about all of your debts. So what's included? And this free workbook includes everything you need to know about prioritizing your debt payoff, how to find all your debts, what information you need, how to actually use the three most common debt payoff methods, how to find your rolling debt payment amount, and the steps needed to speed up your debt payoff. You can download your free copy of your streamlined debt plan at balancedfi.com YSDP. That is short for your streamlined debt plan. Welcome back. Now we're going to talk about what type of investment is best for saving for retirement. The safest growth investment option is an index fund, which is basically where you purchase a portion of all the stocks or bonds that are part of the index or group that is being tracked. This averages out the gains and losses of the individual stocks, so your investment is safer overall, but you still have some growth. The average long-term rate of return, which is how much the value increases, of the S&P 500 index fund is about 10% according to Investopedia. That is over nearly 100 years, so it's important to remember to stay calm during market fluctuations. Another important consideration is whether to invest in individual stocks or your employer's stock. And I say go ahead and invest in those individual stocks. But you should limit your investment in any single stock, so a stock that is not part of an index fund, especially your employer's stock, to less than 10% of your portfolio. And this comes down to a combination of don't put all your eggs in one basket and remember Enron. So when I was getting my master's degree in accounting, Enron was really like the big thing. It was one of the companies that we studied a lot. I graduated in 2011 with my master's. So it was, you know, just a couple years after the whole Enron fiasco went down. But basically... Among many other errors and crimes, the company Enron uh, contributed company stock to their employers, or sorry, their employees' 401k plans. So Enron was a gas and oil company. They basically put their own stock, company stock into the employees' 401k plans. Many employees also chose to invest in company stock within their using their own 401k contributions. So when Enron <laughs> exploded due to fraud, like the company disappeared because of shady financial practices, the company stock obviously tanked. Employees couldn't make changes to their 401k allocations because of the way the plan was set up, and most of them lost their entire retirement savings. Because they had invested so heavily in their own company's stock instead of using an index fund. Uh, it's important to remember that if you're a more experienced investor, you can definitely play around with allocating your contributions and you can try to outperform index funds. 
if you're following a series on how to get to financial security to stay safe and pay off debt, you're not in that place yet. You need to start small and start safe. <laughs> Guard your money, get started on becoming financially secure, and down the road you can learn about investing and being more aggressive with your retirement. You should also use your employer's plan for saving for retirement. Many employers offer retirement plans for their employees. Even better, many will match your contributions up to a certain percentage or amount. For example, if you contribute at least 3% of your income to your retirement account, your employer will contribute the same amount. If you contribute over that, so if you you know, input 5%, they'll still only contribute 3%. Like I talked about earlier, that's free money though, so you should definitely contribute at least enough to get the employer match. Here is a brief overview of retirement account types and limits. Um, so I'm going to be talking about this big chart that is in the blog post associated with this podcast episode. So if you want to look at it, if you're more of a visual learner, you can go to the blog post, which is linked in the show notes, and scroll down just to look at this. Uh, like always, the content from the blog post and the podcast are pretty similar, uh, so you get a lot of the same information. It's just a different presentation. Okay, so retirement accounts usually offer tax advantages over regular savings or investment accounts. You can learn more at SoFi.com or from the IRS, but below is a brief overview. So there is an account type called a 401k, which I'm sure you've heard about. It's for employees. In 2021, you can contribute $19,500 and your contributions are taxed at withdrawal. There are two different ways that it can be taxed, either when you take the money out or when you put the money in. If your retirement is taxed at withdrawal, your contributions are beneficial on a tax basis when you contribute. So if you contribute to a 401k, that amount basically reduces your taxable income that year and then you pay taxes on it when you take the money out. Uh, the opposite is a Roth account where you are taxed on contributions. So you, in the current year when you're actually contributing to the account, your taxable income is not reduced, but then you don't have to pay taxes at the end. There are you know, different tax benefits to each type of account, but for now, just know that there are different ways of being taxed. So again, a 401k is for employees. You can contribute 19500 this year and it's taxed at withdrawal. An IRA or individual retirement account is for individuals. You don't have to be working for a company. It's not associated with a specific employer. You can only contribute $6,000 this year and it is taxed at withdrawal. A Roth IRA, again, is for individuals. You can contribute $6,000 but it's taxed at contribution. So this year when you're actually putting the money in. A Roth 401k is a newer type of plan. It's for employees. You can contribute 19,500 and it's taxed at contribution. A simple IRA is for employees. 
you can contribute 13500 and it's taxed at withdrawal. A SEP, so a self-employment plan, is for self-employed people. You can contribute $58,000 and it's taxed at withdrawal. A 457B is for government employees. You can contribute $19,500 and it depends on the type of plan when it's taxed. So you would have to talk to your plan administrator or HR department. Uh, and finally, A403B is for school employees, so public school employees. You can contribute $19,500 and it's taxed at withdrawal. So if you're on the older side, these plans all allow for catch-up contributions, meaning if you're over you know, 60 or so, you'd have to look at the specifics, but say you're over 60, you can contribute extra because you're so close to retirement and the goal is to bulk up your account. Many also have restrictions on income. For example, if a single filer, so a single person, has a modified adjusted gross income on their taxes of $137,000 or higher, they are not eligible to contribute to a Roth IRA. So if you are in a super high income bracket, definitely talk to your accountant and see what type of account you're eligible for. You're probably only eligible for a few types of accounts depending on your employment situation, your income, and your plans. Individuals must also have earned income to contribute to either an IRA or a Roth IRA. So somebody who is not working can't contribute to an IRA. And the contributions for IRAs are limited to the lesser of $6,000 or the earned income. So this comes into play because sometimes people want to start a IRA account or a Roth IRA account for their children. And, you know, just the parents make the contributions, but then that compounding interest grows and grows and grows and the kids are really well off in the end. But the child has to have at least that amount, like the contribution amount of earned income or else you can't contribute on their behalf. So I guess I'm saying don't try and be tricky. Talk to an accountant or a CPA if you have questions about these types of accounts, especially if you're trying to get around rules or save for your kids. Um, I would definitely recommend being careful. Next up are tax considerations. So I know it's boring, but taxes are you know a big factor in your finances. I recommend investing in a Roth account, especially if you're on the younger side of the spectrum. A Roth account taxes your contributions when they're made, so the withdrawals in retirement are tax-free. Contributions to a pre-tax account like a 401k will reduce your taxes now when you make the contribution, but you'll have to pay taxes when you withdraw the money later. The assumption is that the tax rate in your 20s is lower than it will be in your 60s or 70s when you're taking the money out because you're going to be so rich then. Of course, the tax laws can and likely will change by then, but it's hard to see drastic tax cuts considering the level of national debt. So 
I wouldn't count on, you know, tax rates plunging by the time you retire. Roth accounts are also nice because they allow you to withdraw tax-free your contributions. Any returns, which are, you know, the increases due to the stock market going up, cannot be taken out until retirement, I mean, without paying penalties, but the amount that you actually contribute can be taken out. I don't recommend doing that unless it's dire, but it is an option. You can also use the funds for certain home purchases, higher education, or adoption fees. Again, I don't recommend taking anything out of your retirement account, but if that's the difference between a homelessness and not, take it out. Do what you have to now and then worry about recontributing the money later. Traditional accounts are, of course, a great option as well. Even better, you can use multiple account types. Contribute the first portion of your 401k to get your employer match. So contribute 3% to get your employer match. Then contribute the next 6000 to a Roth IRA and then go back to your 401k one day down the road when you're financially secure. So that's after you're out of debt and when you have your six months emergency fund set up. Then you can worry about playing with your retirement account. Okay, what should you have learned? (laughs) So if you have learned nothing else from this podcast, I really hope you now realize how important it is to start saving for retirement early, even if it's just a small monthly amount. Starting to save for retirement at age 25 means you'll actually you'll have to actually contribute much less than if you wait until you're 45. Even if you start later in life, something is better than nothing, which is why I never recommend delaying retirement investments until you're out of debt. So what are your next steps? What do you need to do to start saving for retirement if you haven't already started? One, you need to ask, does your employer offer a retirement plan and what type? Two, ask, does your employer contribute to your plan and how much? This is the minimum you should contribute right now, especially if you're still in debt. Three, if your employer does not offer a plan or you're self-employed, start either an IRA, a Roth IRA, or a SEP account. Contribute at least 3% now. When you get out of debt, you can increase your contributions. So step nine of the financial security steps is to increase your retirement contributions. We're only on step 2B, so don't worry about starting small now. You will get there. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoy the Balance 5 podcast, I'd be so grateful if you left us a review on iTunes or told a friend. As always, you can head to balancedfi.com to connect with me and stay in touch. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at balancedfi. Until next time, stay intentional and look for balance.